Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. Happy Thursday. What's up? It's Jeremiah Like the Bible. Happy Thursday. It is a group chat Thursday here in the mix. And uh, we are we are getting things going. Um, I am exhausted from doing these screenings, but it has been really great to get to see y'all watch my documentary, In Amanda We Trust. So shout out to everybody who came out in Philly and in Houston to see the doc. Uh, damn, is my voice hoarse? Like that, that's rare. <laughs> At this point, it's rare that my voice is hoarse, but it, it is because I am tired. But I really, um, I really just want to say thank y'all because again, you make something you don't know that, you don't know what the response is going to be. So to see y'all's response to it and to see how, um, that's what I'm even looking for. Just to see how uh, engaged. It, it wasn't even like hype. Yeah, like they were engaged. Like people were really engaged in the content. People were saying, you know, that they learned something. You know, that they they felt like they were walking away with a bit more of, you know, some inspiration to to actually get involved and to to actually like just buckle down. I guess to um, the idea that they can't keep brushing away like government and politics and I really appreciate them one sharing that with me but two just the fact that it has do it's doing that for people uh, makes me really believe that you know when we make content like this that it really goes a distance because they will really try and trick you and make you think that oh no one wants to see edutainment no one wants to see like positive content etc it's all about conflict 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 and I've just never believed that so I've really stuck to it and so seeing y'all respond to it has been great so if you haven't checked out my documentary in Amanda We Trust uh, then you should please go to inamandawetrust.com and check that out by the way today is National Waffle Day aren't you the one that love waffles? I do love waffles. I do love a waffle. I have way too many <laughs> waffle makers for somebody who doesn't really care about waffles like that. Like I have like at least I mean I, can, I don't I think I have at least five waffle makers. I don't make waffles as often as I like them. Cause sometimes we make waffles at home too, it don't feel the same. If you like it's not how I want it to turn out. It just don't be also, I'm not that good of a cook. Maybe that's part of it, too. I <laughs> just don't be picking it right. That could do it. That could <laughs> do it. Um, I mean, I am on the brink of, like, trying to figure out, do I want to get a chef or something? Because I was reading this thing where this um, this parent was like, you know, it's become more effective. They were saying that it was more effective for them to hire a chef to cook once a week than to, like, cook mm -hmm. every day or to, like, try and order out. And people were like, that's for rich people. And when that person broke down the fee, like, broke down the money, folks was like, oh. Right. Apparently, a, a private chef isn't that expensive people, as expensive as people think it is. Nope. So, you know, it's a thought process. It's a thought. Because I don't, because I, 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 I want waffles too. And I have five waffle makers and I am not making no waffle mix. It's not <laughs> happening. I don't enjoy cooking that much. Um, all right. So what do we got going on today? Because I do enjoy talking. We got a group chat Thursday happening. We do. So this today on Group Chat Thursday, we're going to talk about dating and friends, Amanda. Would you ever shoot your shot at any one of your friends? Or have they shot their shot at you? We'll get into it. Also, it's back to school time. And our group chat topic of the week is about teachers. We've been asking y'all to call us and shout out your favorite teachers. So we'll go to the phone lines, talk about school, all those different things. But first, we got to talk about money and credit cards, Amanda. Because Real Housewives of Atlanta, Kim Zosiak's daughter, she got a, a hefty credit card bill. <laughs> But I'm sure we've also had our own um, struggles with credit cards as well. We're going to talk about it next. All right. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, I, I know about that credit card struggle. We, I do know about it. So we're going to get into that. Phone lines are always open. So remember to hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328 to join the group chat. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. What up? Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. Uh, it's Amanda Seals here on this group chat Thursday. So apparently American Express is going after Brielle Berman, who is the daughter of Real House wife of Atlanta, Kim 
Zosiac. I do not know who these people are. Um, apparently, they are in court for her not paying a five-figure credit card bill. Now, y'all know, again, I don't know who these people are, so I really couldn't care less about this person, this particular situation. But what I want to talk about is the whole idea of the credit card, right? Because this is mm-hmm. her daughter, and I think, you know, a lot of us have had the experience of getting that first credit card and acting a fool. Yep. Yes. Acting a fool. Um... So, you know, when when did I get my first credit card? I got my first credit. You know what it is? Let me say this. I won't even start with the credit card. What happened? What happened was I got a Columbia House membership in college. And I talked about this before where you get the 13 CDs for one cent and then you but you have to subscribe to right. get the 13 CDs for one cent. And then after that, every month you have to order something. Well, ain't nobody trying to keep ordering. You just get the 13 CDs for your one cent and keep it moving. But what happens is if you don't, order and you like it's still you still are under the subscription and so you go about your life and go about classes and partying and living life and they like well you gonna pay us this money for this subscription every month and next thing you know you're in collections yeah and then you're in collections and your credit starts to get messed up and so Mm -hmm. that was my first experience with the whole credit situation is being in collections because i wanted 13 cds for one cent with a 13 cd looking back it was worth it hmm were they get a good set of 13 CDs? They were literally my my hip-hop starter kit. Oh, wait. Well, look. They were my it hip-hop kinda... starter kit. Because when I moved to New York, it was a whole different situation, you know? So it was like, I mean, in that first 13 CDs, I had Mob Deep, The Infamous. I had AT Aliens. I had 36 Chambers. Like, it was literally like I started my whole kit with them 13. So shout out to Columbia House. So one, and one way it paid off. But that's how they get you though. Like this, I think subscriptions and be like, let you can finance this. It'd be like, really, it's like you get your credit card, but they don't say credit card. So you're like, oh, I can do that. And then you like, oh, monthly payments. <laughs> and if you didn't know anything about that, like I think a lot of us just didn't get financial literacy. You know, we weren't mm-hmm. taught financial literacy. I wasn't taught anything about like, okay, you should get a credit card because it builds your credit, but you know, you're building credit, but you still need to monitor it because you don't want to have, it's like this balance between having debt and credit. So you get the credit card Mm -hmm. so that you can build credit. But the idea is that you're supposed to pay off the credit card every month so that you're not building debt. It actually is a racket. Let me just start by saying that it is a racket, but nonetheless, it is, it is real. And it started like in, in the eighties, um, you know, with this whole credit thing. But mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of us that come into the game and then we get the credit card and we think, oh, sky is the limit. And it's like, well, no, there's actually a limit on the there's card. A has a limit. Card, card I mean, has my, a limit. My very first card, I will say, my dad set me up with the card and it was only an emergency card. So he kind of like set me up on a good path to have good credit. Now, once it got in my hand with freedom, I can't speak to what happened. I think I may have blocked out because I feel like I have a similar story and I think I've locked it out. But I'll try and remember it for when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. We're going to keep this this financial literacy conversation going. So don't go anywhere. We got uh, some six second headlines when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And it is time for a 60 second headlines. <laughs> All right, Amanda, first up, due to the effects of ballooning inflation, credit card debt has soared to over $1 trillion for the first time in American history. This doesn't surprise me. This is also why those student loans should be nixed, because I know people are paying them loans with that card. Also, a federal judge has ruled that food and water can be handed out to voters waiting in line at polls in Georgia, voting polls. Thank goodness. I mean, this was actually crazy when it passed. And so I'm glad to see that the federal judge said, John, said, uh, Kemp, you need to cut it out. Also, former President Donald Trump attorneys Rudy Giuliani has turned himself in at the Atlanta Fulton County Jail and will be booked on 13 charges in the Georgia election subversion case. Well, they already did the mugshots of a couple other folks. So, you know, this is it's going to start rolling out. I mean, I can't wait for the T-shirts. The T-shirts is going to have like the Brady Bunch of mugshots. That's what's going to happen. Bunch. All right. Speaking of court, Lizzo says she plans to sue the same backup singers who are taking her to court. I don't see why not. I mean, <laughs> apparently the uh, the singer has all these pictures of everyone backstage having a great time at the same show that they said that she, they were forced to go to. So, eek. You got to have your ducks in a row. Y'all got to have the ducks in a row. 
Also, lastly, tomorrow is the deadline for anyone in the U.S. who has had a Facebook account in the past 16 years to file for a payment in the data privacy settlement case. Oh, wait, what? There's a class action suit, Amanda. Get your, get your check. Get your money. Oh, I need to be involved in this because I definitely mm-hmm. have uh, uh, had a Facebook account for the past 16 years. 2008. That's when it popped off. I was there. I was there. All right. Well, let me get busy on that. Somebody send me a link so I can sign up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. So we've been talking about this whole thing with credit cards because like one of the real housewives of Atlanta, like her daughter is like, I guess, getting sued by Amex because she has like some giant credit card bill that she hasn't paid. And I know that there's a lot of us who have like got caught in like situations with the credit card or just mismanaging money. I think I saw a video recently where like these parents like were beating their kid in an arcade because he had run up like $40,000 on some video game. Yes. And at first, like I thought it said $40 and people were like, I understand why they beating him. And I was like, y'all are heartless. And I saw it said 40,000. I was like, oh, I might get a little, a little, a little snatch up. I might not beat you, but I'm going to shake the (laughs) out of you. But you know, the reality is that I think one, it's crazy that we don't get taught financial literacy in school, but there's Mm -hmm. a reason why. So uh, I've talked about this incredible woman, Dr. Barbara Sizemore, who was like the first black woman that was the head of the school board either in Chicago or Chicago. DC. I can never remember. I think it's Chicago. It's Chicago. Uh, but she has this whole speech where she talks about the fact that our children are not taught financial wellness in school because they are being taught in school to be a part of the labor force. And if you're taught to be a part of the labor force, why would we teach you how to be financially literate? Like, no, we need you to need this, this little check every month. And our, also, our children as in black children or like our children as a collective, like the United States in general? I mean, she was talking about black children, but I mean, they're all in the same school, right? So like, because they're not teaching, because, so my point to this though, is that for the most part, people are learning financial literacy at home. So if you don't have that happening at home, then you're not going to know about it. When I, even when I went, when I went to buy my house, I had to learn a whole new vocabulary because I had never heard of any of these words because I don't have like a parent who's like involved in real estate, right? But I remember when I was telling this to my homegirl, she was like, oh, yeah, like my mom was in re- like they they had like real estate investments. So like words like, you know, escrow and mm. the um, principal and, and uh, there was other stuff like she was like, you know, that's stuff that like we always knew about like growing up. And so when she had to do it herself, when she bought a house, it wasn't foreign to her. Um, but did you learn about any finances or school or anything or credit in school? I remember specifically there was a time in my like 12th grade economics class. Our teacher brought in this man to talk about like credit cards. But for me, I always feel like I'm less, I think certain things um, are like theory and stay in practice. Like I think even my dad, like he met, he set me up really good with the credit card. Like this, this one you use it, this one you pay it off, X, Y, Z. When you actually out here and got the credit card in your hand, it feel a little. You feel like I could, I could buy these shoes right now. I'm, I'm gonna pay it. I'm gonna pay it off. And then you like five hundred dollars in debt, and you like, oh, I don't got the income to pay this thing back up. So I think I had the information. I think just in practice, I was a little shaky, baky. I mean, I think it's the difference between like the information and then just the bigger picture of things. I don't think we really think about like, okay, what are the true repercussions of Mm -hmm. these actions and how do they get handled? We still also think about like, oh, our parents are going to take care of it. And when that's not there, when that safety net isn't there, it's like, okay, well then what's the plan? You know? So I know for me, I got in a situation where I had to pay my bills and I was just using the credit card because I wasn't making any money at the time. And then it was like, well, ma'am, look at this, what this credit card bill is now. And then I was in debt for the for the credit card. So I robbed right. Peter to pay Paul and then Paul was sticking me up. So it was, you know, a learning in hindsight, though, I didn't have any other option, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a learning curve um, this whole time. And I think simply just because as a kid, I didn't have any exposure to any of this. The most I can remember as a kid is my teacher, uh, Ms. Sean LaBowman, uh, teaching us in class. Like she had like a store. And so mm-hmm. we would have like fake money and we could write checks and we would have like, you know, that type of thing. And I really do remember that being actually like the most aware I was of having a bet we have to balance our checkbook and we'd have to balance like make sure that we weren't in debt to her store 
my mom always tells a story of like when I was like in first grade. You know, like kids be selling stuff in school. Like I'm selling stickers, like whatever they done stuff, like 50 cents. I didn't have 50 cents. I remember I went home and took one of her checks. Cause I was like, okay, write a check for 50 cents. And in my head, I'm like, I always write it on here, give it to the boy and I'm gonna get a, a sticker at school. And she was like, actually. so that's not how this works. That's not how this <laughs> actually is a thing. Um, but yeah, I think- Just go find 50 cents though. I thought the check was like quicker. It really made sense. Like as a seven year old, it made sense in my head. I was like, the check, 50 cents. We good. I get a sticker tomorrow. <laughs> no, no. The brain, the brain, the brain. <laughs> well, speaking of going back to school, when we get back, Jeremiah is going to share with you his most likely to. So don't go anywhere. We got that when we get right back here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it is time for Jeremiah to hit us with his Seal Show superlative. It is most likely to... Y'all, this is most likely to fumble the bag. Mm. And well, goes, that could be anybody. <laughs> there are many bags being fumbled, but this is a big bag. Um, it goes to um, billionaire investor and entrepreneur Mark Cuban. Because apparently, Amanda, back in 2009, he had the opportunity to invest into Uber. Oof. He told this to Kevin Hart on his Kevin Hart show. He said it was, it was a $250,000 investment at a $10 million evaluation. You know... That would have gave him about 2.5% of the company. So while other people felt like, you know, that was like a little small little thing, the 250 would have been $2.25 billion today. <gasps> yeah. Wow. yeah. Basically, he said he, he offered to give them cash if they were able to be valued at $5 million. I guess nobody ever got back to him and they ended up picking somebody else as the investor. <laughs> so, you know, Damn. the bag was missed. Also, so, you know... I will say this though, even though he's getting most likely to fumble the bag, some of these startups sometimes you sound a little shaky baky when you first hear about it. You like you doing what now? It's gonna be people driving cars. <laughs> and people go and you think about like Uber as a concept when it first started, it sounded really, really weird. Random strangers that go pick people up and I'm getting your back seat, you know, take me somewhere. Give me you need two fifty. I don't know, I don't know, player. Then it becomes Uber and Lyft and every other. And brand. right, I was gonna say. I mean, then there was like Toro came out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you can like rent people's cars. Oh yeah. Okay. Or think about this. So you'd invested in like Quibi. Everybody's like, Quibi the next big thing, short form videos. You're like, okay, I got two fifty. After two weeks, it's over. A rap Rizzy. That was the quickest. Opening clothes I've ever seen in life. Quibi was also just frustrating because, like, they, I, I remember taking a meeting with Quibi and they were like, we don't think this is gonna be funny. And I thought, really? And then when they folded, I was like, cause I'm laughing. Ha! That's crazy. That's crazy. And they was paying people big, big money. Yes. They were, they had a whole, that situation. was the hustle. That was like, on the low, y'all, that was a hustle. Like, people were like, you gotta get some of that Quibi over there. They just handed out checks. They, but everybody knew it was gonna fail. Really? Yeah, everybody was like, anybody trying to watch long form content on their phone like that? Like you do that if you you do that if the option is there, but you're not gonna do that if it's the only option. It's weird. It's like a mind yeah, a mind meld thing. Minds are very complex. I mean, even like, there's a whole documentary about like WeWork and the evaluation with that, how that, that the evaluation was kind of real shaky bakey. There's a whole like limited series about the WeWork thing. Yeah, that, it was that one. Oh. That talks about it. It's like, oh, y'all just out here getting money with these eva- evaluations, air quotes. Well, look at the drop, the one drop with the Elizabeth Hughes situation. Baby. All it is <laughs> a lot of times is people just being really good salesmen. Like they're not even good entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They're just good salesmen and they can keep selling to get keep getting money. You know, Netflix as a company mm-hmm. has never made a profit. Really? Apparently, like, it just recently, recently, recently turned a profit. Mm -hmm. This whole time, it's been a debt-based company. But it continues to get investors. And that is what pays the... The next thing. Yes. Uh, What do they call it? Robin Peter to pay Yes. That's the whole... That's America. 
<laughs> there we have it. Well, that's my social superlative, y'all. Shout out to Mark Cuban. <laughs> you still got billion. You, you still a billionaire, so you very ain't, much you ain't so. no sleep. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sh- you know what? I'm sure he is though. Because <laughs> if you that, you like just the principal. Yeah, you just like oh my god. All right, we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm not going anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this up. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. here it's jeremiah like the bible here so we're getting closer to the weekend i want to wish a happy birthday to uh dave chappelle dave chappelle i don't know how old he is but it's his birthday it's also reggie miller's birthday so shout out to the legend on the basketball court right there um also justine sky i never actually know what justine sky does does she, does she do music she does music yes she makes music yes okay but they, but not like consistently Right, that's, I think I, I know she has songs that, but I'm like, I don't. Know if she considers herself like primarily a musician, but she does make right. music. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, she's one of the girls, though. You know, she's out here. She's mm. one of the girls. Um, we, we've been here with the group chat. If you've missed it, we were talking about credit cards and credit card debt, and just like the whole idea around what it actually means to like have financial literacy and how we just don't have it in this country for the kids or for even the adults. By the way, something I didn't get to say though was that. As an adult, I made it my business to get more financially literate. Like, I know, like, sometimes we'll go and get somebody to do our taxes. Well, my I finally, like, had my accountant, like, explain to me what we're doing. Like, explain to me why we're doing this. Explain to me why we even, why do we even pay taxes? Like, and that was, like, really eye-opening. And then I actually, like, bit the bullet and got a financial <laughs> why do we advisor. Pay taxes? <laughs> you said what? I'm laughing. Why do we pay? Why are we even paying this? What's the actual question? No, literally, like, why are we paying this? Because I know these people are not paying it. So why are we paying it? Um, And then I got a financial advisor. Shout out to uh, Jay Ellis, who referred me as financial advisor. But he has just been such a help in terms of, like, really breaking down stuff like stocks and bonds and mutual funds and all of these different things that oftentimes I feel we think it's just way over our head. And the idea of investing for a lot of people feels way over their head. But, you know, you come to realize that, For a lot of this, we're just being tricked into thinking that these things are outside of our grasp and you don't need a lot of money to necessarily create more money. And that's the trick is that people think, oh, I need thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to like invest. You really actually don't. You just kind of need more mindfulness and you need to be able to save. And so I want to encourage everybody out there to, um, if you have the opportunity to even just do a little YouTube university on you know financial literacy because just a little bit more knowledge can go a long way all right so what do we got coming up this hour for group chat come up this hour is back to school season as you mentioned so we're celebrating teachers today amanda we've been asking people to call us and shout out their favorite teachers all week so we're going to take some calls also what was it like going back to school when we we're getting ready to go back to school you know you got your new school clothes you're meeting new friends some old friends we go reminisce a little bit and go down memory lane this hour Okay, we're going to do that. All right. So shout out to everybody heading back to school. I hope this first week back has been a good one. Um, I have a really disheartening story to share with y'all that took place in Florida that I want to talk about. So uh, I think the idea of going back to school may need to it, it may be time. It may be about that time that we need to start really shifting in a real way, particularly in certain states. So I'll get into that a little later. Don't go anywhere. This is the Amanda Seal Show. And remember, you can check out the show wherever you get your podcast. So if you missed any part of the show that you want to check out, that's all you got to do. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week, we did side effects of In Amanda We Trust in honor of the release of my political comedy documentary, which is out now. Remember, it's only out for two weeks, y'all. It is only out for two weeks, so don't try and play yourself and be like, oh, I get it whenever she wants, whenever. No, 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 no. You got to get focused. So go to inamandawetrust.com if you're trying to support your girl. Remember, I did this out of my own pocket. All right. Also, want to remind you that we're going to continue to listen, laugh, and learn. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. We're talking about uh, back to school season. We've been asking you all week to call in and let us know about some teachers that you really liked, you know, that maybe made an impact on you. Uh, But the back to school moment is always a good time to just reminisce, right? I was somebody who really enjoyed school. And, uh, 
you know, since we're asking people about favorite teachers that impacted them, I really have a lot, to be honest. I have a lot of teachers that I feel like really impacted me and that left me with like just an abundance of information. Um, So I want to shout out Ms. Lewis. Ms. Lewis was my teacher and my gifted teacher in sixth and seventh grade. And I have such a wealth of knowledge about the Holocaust because of Ms. Lewis and not just like the Holocaust as like a tragic event, but as a political, socio-political, like as a, um, as a, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, like just looking at the Holocaust beyond just like, oh, like this was a terrible thing that happened to the Jewish people. It's more so Mm -hmm. like, this is how this happened. This is why I'm able to understand fascism now. Like this is why I'm able to have a context for things happening on a political scale beyond just like the the results of things is because of someone like Miss Lewis, like beating it into my six and seven year old mind, like the steps that happen in order to get to these types of spaces and how it is, how you are being manipulated, you know, as a people. I just think back like, this lady was telling us in sixth grade about scapegoating. <laughs> I distinctly remember her teaching scapegoating, like writing it on the wall. So shout out to Miss Lewis. You got any teachers you want to shout out? Um, I think when it comes to my eyes, Ms. Wright, which is my ninth grade um, ELA teacher. And she was just one of them teachers like, I think she gave us the space to really, particularly me, to be like creative in a space that wasn't creative, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like when I got to high school, I didn't have really as many um, pathways to express myself creatively. Like I remember she let me write a whole like play about something and I had to direct the play with like the, my classmates. And that was just like something really fun to do in ninth grade. Like, oh, I have this opportunity to do this. And it's like, oh, okay. And like, but also like entrusting you to do it, like really giving you the green light in the space. Like, okay, you could do this thing and I'm behind you. We're gonna, we're gonna work together to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also Miss S. Williams in sixth grade, my history teacher. Cause she was just one of the teachers who was her delivery made everything more entertaining. Like obviously history can be very dull and boring, but just her personality made it really interesting to learn. I feel like I remember I I had a teacher named Mr. Wade who was our math teacher in like sixth grade. And I changed the way I wrote my eights based on Mr. Wade. I literally only recently just went back, but I started writing my eights as two circles versus an infinity sign, like literally based on Mr. Wade. And I did this until like last year when I was like, you know what, let's go back to the infinity (laughs) for no reason, really, but just because I wanted to. But I feel like, you know, the whole idea of teachers is that I think when we look at the way a lot of parents are responding to teachers now, a lot of it is like, oh, like they should only be talking about this. They should only be talking about that. They should only be doing this. What I feel like was so impactful about my teachers was that they weren't just talking about things in like a matter of fact way. They were Mm. they were attaching morality and ethics and integrity, you know, and they were stretching our minds as students and as children to think of things beyond just like this is in a textbook, but to think of things as like this happened to people. So I think right. like, I got a really I got really lucky because I had teachers that for the most part were not simply just like following the guidelines. But I also, you know, I'm older, so I feel like maybe there was also a little bit more freedom for them to do so. And the and the curriculum wasn't so stringent, um, you know, in that way. But I, you know, my first grade teacher, Miss Channel, I always tell the story how, you know, we went to brunch uh, two years ago and she was like, you know, I, I got a bone to pick with you. And I was like, what, what bone you got to pick with me? And she said, you was in your special. I'd be knowing talking about you only learned the Negro National Anthem in 10th grade. And I had y'all singing that in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Ms. Channel. My bad. So there's that. That's important. That's important. She was like, I was not going to have y'all black children sitting up in there just pledging allegiance and not singing your own anthem. I was like, yeah. But I know that even though like I don't have a conscious memory of that, that had to have been impactful on me. Right, right. You know? That's true. So so when we get back, we're going to let y'all talk about the teachers that impacted you. So keep it right here. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, this is a group chat Thursday. Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. So today is Group Chat Thursday, and in honor of back-to-school season, we are celebrating teachers today. We've been asking you to call us and shout out your favorite teacher and you know, we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to take a call, see what y'all, what y'all got to say. But first, Jeremiah, what was your favorite subject in school? Um, K through seven, when I was in performing arts, it was dance class. But academically, overall, it's always been history. I always loved social studies, history as my favorite subject. What about you? I think mine would have to be English. Um, mm. I was always good at science, but I didn't necessarily like it. I think I just somehow understood it. Um, when science got too mathy, I'm like, oh, y'all want me to count now? It was cool and it was like well, biology. I don't even want to talk about chemistry. <laughs> chemistry was like, I don't know what, what we're doing. But like but yeah, biology, marine biology, and hell no. No, <laughs> no, no. I did marine biology, I did chemistry, and I did chemistry in summer school just because I was like, I can't take a year of this. <laughs> Give me this, just real let's just knock this out. Um, but my favorite subject was definitely it would have to be English because especially my junior and senior year, because I had Miss Poro and it was attached to the theater program. And so it was more so reading plays instead of novels. Got it. Um, we still did read novels, but it was more so like reading plays and really like getting a, a much broader scope. I mean, I still remember the prologue to the Canterbury Tales because of that class. Why? One that April, the short of Sota, the Drut of March, the Pater to the Rota, and Bath of every vein, and switch the Kura, which but two a hundred is the floor, one separate the sake with the sweet of breath, and spit a tath and a beholden head. Why do I remember that? Why? And uh, I, I know a lot of Romeo and Juliet. And they just, she just used to have us memorizing stuff. I don't really, really know why, because I haven't used it at all except to show off. So, this very moment is for, is for this moment. So, here we are. Uh, we have been waiting all week to hear from you guys about the teachers that you love. So, let's check it in. What's up? Who's this? Hey, Amanda and Jeremiah, like the Bible. This is Tavis calling from Houston, Texas. I wanted to talk about the topic of the elementary school teacher who I really admire. He, his name was Mr. Arenas. He taught at McGregor Elementary. He was more than a teacher. He was someone who really cared about the well-being of each student individually. He took me to my first car show. He made sure that we understood as students that if we give it our all, if we give 100%, if we pay attention and really take in all of the lessons that are being taught, that we would grow up and be really successful people. And I've always admired him. He has since retired, but he was such, such an inspiration to every student in my class. And um, I just wanted to to talk about that. Thank you. All right now. All right now. Let's keep this thing going. Who we got on the line? I wanted to give a call to kind of shout out my favorite teacher. So um, Mrs. White was her name. She taught at B.E.B. Baker Junior High. Um, this is in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, when I had her, I was in seventh and eighth grade. She was a science teacher. So this had to be around 87, 88, around that time. Um, she was amazing because I was never good in science. I didn't care about science. But the way Miss White did things was amazing. She actually made me care about science um, for the two years that I had her. So I, I hope wherever Miss White is, she is having a wonderful life. All right. Keep doing what you do, guys. I love your show so much. It gets me through work. Um, have a wonderful day. I mean, thank you, thank listen, you. that's yeah, that's beautiful. I feel like, you know, there's teachers who are out here that do not get the props that they should get. We all know nope. that teachers aren't getting the money they should get. They ain't getting the props they should get. I mean, they're also really just having to be creative and innovative now outside of the limits, like, because they're having to deal with all these limitations that they got to find ways to slip in mm-hmm. the information that is being absolutely taken out. But uh, when we get back, I want to talk to you all about this story that's going on in Flagler County, Florida, uh, with some black children. And it really, like, struck me because it really made me say, you know what, we may need to approach this education thing a bit differently in a far more emergent way. So we'll get we'll get into that when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. 
It's Jeremiah Like the Bible here. So it's Group Chat Thursday and we're talking about going back to school. And Mm -hmm. I think once upon a time, going back to school just felt like a really like upbeat time. You know, you looking at your outfits. Like I was talking yesterday about like the backpacks and everything. But I don't know about you, but the way that America's looking these days, like going back to school just feels like stress Mm -hmm. because... We got these Moms for Liberty BS. You got the banning of the books BS. You got stuff like, you know, Arkansas taking away African-American studies project. I mean, African-American studies AP as well as materials. Like, So there's like all these things that are now pol- being politicized in schools at the same time that mm-hmm. they tell you that they're not politicizing them. So I heard this story uh, from Dr. Benjamin Crump's page where these children in a school in Flagler County, Florida, which is a rural county in Florida, and it's a pretty low-income county, um, they took out the Black fourth and fifth graders from class and brought them into an assembly where they were told that they were underperforming on a standardized test and that that is like, this was a problem that the Black children were underperforming on the standardized test because it sends a message that the Black children at their school are not on the same level as the other kids. First of all, why are you telling this to the children? Like, even if this was the case, like this is something that you would have an assembly for their parents to have a conversation about. To take it a step further, they then told the children, so what we're going to do is we're going to put you in pairs to compete against each other. And you'll take the test again. And whoever does better than their other part, than their counterpart will win either a McDonald's meal or a Chick-fil-A meal. AKA, they are literally going to give them chick they're going to give them fried chicken as their as their like prize and when they were challenged about this the school was like well I mean we didn't see the issue like we're just trying to elevate these students because clearly they are not performing what they need and what they need to do and it's like I see I saw people in the comments that were like they need to sue all these administrators need to be fired you know the principals etc and I'm just at a point where I'm like Y'all keep wanting to use the same system that is making this okay to to fight it. <laughs> I don't see how that's how that's going to actually work. You in Ron DeSantis, Florida, you're going to sue the same people in Ron DeSantis, Florida, using the system of Ron DeSantis, Florida to try and get justice for these children. At this point, I think that there is a I know this is going to be controversial when I say it, but I think at this point, there's a version of this where we need to consider uh, alternatives. And I've seen people consider the alternative of homeschool in a myriad of different ways now, right? Like homeschool isn't just like you teaching the kid now. There are options that people are taking where they're like in pod schools, kind of like how things were happening during the pandemic. And I think there's a version of this where it's like a self-imposed segregation based on common sense and kindness. And people in the comments, some were like, I totally agree with you. And other people were like, well, that's what they want. Well, you know what? They may have to get what they want. (laughs) Because what what we, and the reason I say that is because we are now putting our children in the front line of a battle with these people who Mm -hmm. are completely willing to forfeit their children for the sake of some political egotistical power grab. And in the process of us saying like, okay, well, they want us out of there. We're going to stick to it. It's like, yeah, but in that process, they are underserving our children. They are vilifying our children and they are attacking our children. So at what point do we say, you know what? Y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. At what point do we say, you know what? The battle is not worth it. It's, it's winning the war. And, you know, this battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. You know, and our EP was an EP on an inspiration show for seven years. And so I know she know that song. When I said it, she knew I was going to say that. But I really feel like at this point, the battle is is for us to actually listen to a higher power to give us the strength to say, okay, what can we do and pooling our own power as a community? Because this right here, I can't send my child back to that school. Right. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that this had happened. And like you said, happened with the kids there in the room versus like a parent meeting or or any other really other way to do this. Um, adults. Adults. And I just, and I ain't gonna even sit there and act like I have a, a solution to the thing, but I do think we do have to kind of really put our heads together as a community and figure out a, a plan of action because if we went for them to come for the plan of action, we would have more meetings with fried chicken and- Well, we know their plan. We know their plan. We already know their plan. We know their action. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time that we got to start really being considering of like, okay, how do we, 
move outside of this. I know a lot of black people in Florida were really trying to act like, nah, Ron DeSantis, you know, we're all about conservatism just like him. And it's like, that was just the beginning, boo. He coming for you. All right. We're coming for y'all, but in the best way possible. We're coming for the phone lines. All right. So keep it live right here. Hit me up. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Let me know your thoughts on this story coming out of Florida. Because I know when it hit me, I got mad. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot to say. So I'm sure it probably hit y'all the same way. Call me up. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back with more from the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And Amanda, I don't know if people know this or not, but our phone lines are always open. Not just on Group Chat Thursday, but every other day of the week as well at 1-855-262-6328. That's 1-855-AMANDA-8. Our phone lines are always open. Call us up and let us know what's on your mind. Really want to hear from y'all. You know, shout out your favorite teacher. We've been talking about back to school this um, past hour. Um, but let's go to the phone lines, Amanda. Hey, who's this? Hey, Amanda and Jeremiah like the Bible. I'm loving the show. Uh, always. Big ups to you both. Um, I wanted to talk about the topic, my favorite teachers, because like teachers have like impacted me so much throughout my life. I've had so many to count that I almost feel bad like choosing anyone. Um, but yeah, I used to always say, I remember back in uh, college and high school, always saying that I had like teachers, so many teachers that were like weapons in my arsenal. Cause like um, I would talk to them like after school, they would email texts, uh, they would, send me stuff that was pertaining to the class outside of class. All my teachers recommend movies, all sorts of things. I feel like English teachers are always the best team teachers. So yeah, I've had some great English teachers that I still email today. I just love teachers, so I love this topic and I love that we're bigging them up. And that's all. And that's all. That's all. That. I feel like we had like multiple teachers. I feel like that just shows the fact that it's a collective. Like we, we like we kind of collect teachers like Infinity Stones or at least the things they've taught us. And mm-hmm. like I said, they become part of our arsenal as we move through the world. Listen, I know that they, I, I've been able to definitely call on things that teachers have given me over my life span. And so, you know, it's definitely not like even it's not even figurative. Like it's a literal thing that I'm able to like call on. So shout out to that brother and shout out to all of y'all and shout out to all of our teachers and educators. If you want to support teachers and educators in another way, I think you should also check out Donors Choose. DonorsChoose.org is a nonprofit organization that gives teachers the opportunity to basically do like kind of like GoFundMe projects where they'll like put up a project that they're trying to do in their class and you can actually help fund the project. And sometimes it's something as small as like, hey, I'm trying to get sets of markers for my class. And sometimes it may be something a bit more big where they're trying to do like a field trip or they're trying to get computers for the class. But one thing about it is that a lot of the black teachers on GoFundMe, of course, do not get the same exposure or the same support. And so I would love for you all to just take a look and check it out, especially if you have a couple extra dollars um, that you can throw at somebody's project because it will definitely go a long way in this school year for these teachers who are out here just trying to make sure mm-hmm. that these kids are coming home with the most information possible to get them through the next day and get them through life. All right. Now, when we get back, we got more group chat Thursday. We're going to talk about lovers and friends. And no, I'm not talking about Ursher, Lil John, and Luda. I'm talking about actual, like, can you really turn a friendship into a relationship? Have you had it happen? Did it work? Was it was it awkward at first? You know, we, we got to get into it. We got to get into it. So we'll do that right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. We up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Welcome to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. 
Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023. It was on this day back in 1950 that Edith Sampson became the first African-American appointed to officially represent the United States at the United Nations. Now, y'all know I do not like a black first, but a black first in 1950 makes sense. Okay, she was appointed by President Harry S. Truman. Harry S. Truman, all right? So, shout out to the late, great Edith. Well, I don't know if she, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Edith Sampson. All right, what are we talking about this hour? This hour, we're talking about friends and dating, Amanda. Can you be lovers and friends? Also, would you ever shoot your shot at a friend? Or they shot their shot at you? What would you do? We got to talk about it. Also, I'm giving out a seal show superlative this hour. Um, so, yeah, stay locked in. All right, stay locked in. You know what to do. If you miss any of the show, you can always check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week, the episode is In Amanda We Trust, Side Effects of In Amanda We Trust. I talk about just the process, the creative intention, what I hope y'all to get out of my new uh, my new political comedy documentary, In Amanda We Trust, which is out now. Your girl done made something. I hope that you all will support it, okay? So go to inamandawetrust.com. I just did two screenings, one in uh, Houston, one in Philly. We got one in DC coming up. So really excited to continue to share this project with y'all. And it's a project that serves as a public service through comedy and through love to tell us about just the ways in which we can really try and get ourselves back into the political landscape of things so we can be the change we wish to see. You can't change the system if you don't even know the system that you got to change. You hear me? All right, let's let's listen, laugh, and learn when we get back. Let's talk about these lovers and friends. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's Jeremiah Like the Bible here. It's a group chat Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love a group chat Thursday because we get to talk about the things, the things. Because, you know, we can talk about the news, but we also got to talk about just like us. All right. Now, one of my favorite songs of all time is a Little Diddy by Little John Usher, otherwise known as Usher, and mm-hmm. Ludacris called Lovers and Friends. Yes. Okay. Okay. But we want to talk about dating your friends. And is this a thing? You know, like, are you okay with your friends shooting their shot at you? Is friends to lovers even possible? I mean, would you date your friend? I feel like these are all things that in a perfect world would be ideal. But mm, 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 mm. it's a bit tough. It is. I mean, I think definitely if when it comes to friends, there's like a friend window where like we still get to know each other as friends. Versus you're permanently in the friend zone, if that makes sense. There's a certain threshold after time, like, oh, that's just my friend now. But then people, like, leave that first few months, first few months of getting to know each other and wait, don't say nothing. But when y'all, like, down the road five years later, like, by the way, I'm madly in love with you. And you're like, wait, what? We've been kicking it for five years. And you madly in love with me all of a sudden? Like, we're doing this But maybe happen? it's not all of a sudden. No, they all just like, you know, since the moment I met you, it's like, well, you ain't saying nothing. And now... Well, I think there's also sometimes it's timing. Sometimes you're also not sure. Like, do I really love this person or am I just like having some visceral reaction? Like, what's really the situation here? Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's fair. I mean, also sometimes you're like, you can suppress, like, you can just be like, let me quit playing. Let me quit playing. Maybe um, that's what it and is. And then, you know, and then you're like, oh, I actually, mm, I actually do. Or they like do something where you're just like, oh my God, I really do love them. <laughs> not I really do love you. <laughs> The way the way you took out took out that pint of ice cream out the freezer, I just knew you was the one for me. And it's just Well, okay, so I say that, okay, I say that because I remember in high school. So my first like real, real boyfriend was this dude Marquise. And he had like asked me out, but I was just like, You my homeboy, like I'm not looking at you like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had senior skip day. And on senior skip day, everybody like went onto the football field and we had this like massive water balloon fight. And I just remember just like watching Marquise in the water balloon fight and just like, it was like black boy joy. And it was just like that, that just like hit me. And I was like, you too f- with Marquise. And I remember while I walked over, <laughs> this is a memory. I remember walking over to the car cause he had this like Honda Accord and it was dropped on tens and it looked like a marble bowling pin, like a marble bowling ball, by the way. And I remember okay. walking over the car and like knocking on the window and him rolling down the window. And I was like, I do want to go. I like, I do want to view you. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think and too, in that. high school, you see like, like a glow up also. Because you've known the person like from ninth grade to like senior year. There's like a, a change in life. Well, that happened like, with me. Because oh. like, oh, I was a gym at first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just was like, I looked like a child when I got there. And then I just looked like an older child when I left. 
Like, I'm a woman now. <laughs> I mean, I think it was just like, I started wearing tube tops and it was like, oh, okay, she's growing up. She's growing up. She's wearing platform sketchers, not flat not sketchers. Not a tube top. I am screaming. I think we should keep this conversation going though, Amanda, because I have also had a friend shoot that shot at me and it was unexpected. It was unexpected. All right, well, let's get into it because I've had it happen in like a bad way and we'll talk okay. about that too. So let's keep it like right here the Amanda Seal Show. Shooting shots. Tell me again. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. So we've been talking about uh, friends, lovers and friends. And mm-hmm. uh, you were saying that you had a friend shoot their shot at you? I did on a city bus, on a G6 in Washington, D.C. <laughs> on a way, I was, I was set up. I was set up. Because I was talking to this friend in the cafeteria at Howard. They're like, you want to go to the Apple store with me? Is to get my phone fixed? I'm like, sure. That's what friends do, man. They go with you to the Apple store. <laughs> but they want to get me alone on this bus <laughs> to reveal their their, their feelings. And I was just like, it, when I say it came out of left field for them to be like, yeah, on the bus, like, yeah, so I really have these feelings for you. And I'm just like, huh? Because in my head, I think I think most people are like, when you aren't like thinking about somebody romantically, you aren't thinking about them romantically on any level. You aren't thinking that they're looking at you romantically. So to find out like they've had these like deep feelings that are like, since right. I met you, you know, I really just thought you were amazing. I'm just like, confusion. Like, oh, thank you. I, I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know. Uh, but we ended up dating, so... I mean, it worked out for them. I, it just took me a while. To, I really was. I was going to say, you made it sound like this was like so far fetched, but then it turns out that you actually like them back. Um, I mean, I guess I was more, so I was open to it. I was open to the idea like, okay, after I got past the shock, I was like, oh, okay. On this bus, I thought I was just going to get an iPhone today. <laughs> but now we're in love, I guess. Um, How long did it yeah. take for that transition? Because like you, if you, when you left the school, you were friends and now you're coming back to the school and y'all are holding hands on a bus. How did it work? Oh no, this is the longest bus ride to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to Georgetown ever. And then we got, we had to go in the Apple store and then we end up at like a dinner with our other mutual friend. And I, they looking at me like with the hard eyes and I'm just like, where, where oh, are we? Because they knew I, this was going down. Well, no, they're kind of just more so like, it's out there now. Like, what's up? And I'm just like, where are we? I thought we was going to the Apple store. Now we had a dinner and we just... And also you can tell people look at you with like romantic eyes versus like regular eyes. And it's kind of like, it's like they're like piercing your, piercing your soul. They're like, Hilarious. what's up? And you're like, I just want mashed potatoes for dinner. <sighs> I mean, I had a homeboy show up to the house. Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you when we get back. I'm going to tell you up to the house. Back. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all when we get back because I want to tell y'all about how I had to like use communication skills to turn this down, but still not turn him away. So we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's Jeremiah Like the Bible here. Okay. I have been... Uh, we've been talking about this concept of like the lovers and friends situation. And is it really real that you can like go from friends to lovers? I mean, I personally think that's like a really ideal situation to go from friends to lovers because ultimately, you know, the friends and lovers situation is, it's great when like the person you're with is your actual friend. Like that's really great. And I feel like a lot of times as a woman, you're with men who just can't consider you their friend. Like they're like, no, you're my girl. And it's like, they don't, they don't like connect with you on a friend level. And I've, I've been in scenarios where I knew the relationship was a wrap because I was like, oh, you're not dealing with me as a friend anymore. Like you would never deal with your friend like this. You would never treat your friend like this, but you're treating me this way because you've now removed me from that like space. But I had a friend who showed up to the house one day with um, with flowers. 
and sat down to tell me that he was like, you know, into me. And I was like, don't you got a girl? Like, you have an actual girl that I know. And he was like, well, I mean, I would break up with her. I'm like, so I'm supposed to be flattered that you are going to break up with your girl who doesn't know that this is happening in order to like set up something with me. How does this actually translate for real for you? And he was like, I don't see the problem. <laughs> and I was like, and that's why we're going to just remain homies. I mean, your, your example was extreme, Amanda, because uh, I mean, shouldn't see your house with flowers with a girl. And it's like, it's like a lot of the whole thing. But a lot of people's friendships don't make it past a rejected shot. Like, you know, now you now you kind of embarrassed. Like, you know, they be like, right. Because what do you do after that? Because also when someone has has expressed romantic interest in you, and you aren't you don't reciprocate that. Now we just we can't hang out the same way because now you really want to sleep with me. And I don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> you know, what's interesting, though, like, I don't know if it's just me, but like, I'm very able to be like, moving on. <laughs> mm. Like, okay, I don't want to sleep with you, so I'm not worried about that now. And and I'm actually not bothered that you want to sleep with me. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but they got to let them feelings go. They can't let it go. They, they can't be like, you know what? I respect it. I tried. Cool. Let's move on. Otherwise, they I always, when I found I, out always that a friend to... like me. I remember when I found out that a friend liked me. Like, it wasn't like they had come to that. I found out. Because college was a wild time, y'all. <laughs> college was a wild time. Okay. And there was a situation where I was trying to hook up with this dude. So like everybody had like laid down for the night, right? So like, okay. like, <laughs> and my roommate had the room. So then I was like on the air mattress in the living room, and my homeboy, my homeboy came from across the street and like, op- like kicked the door open and was like, "Do not sleep with him. That's an ugly." N- <laughs> towards you. This is this was to you. <laughs> Yes, towards me. What other point would I tell? Why would the reason why I say this story? Yes, Lyndon. Oh my God, Lyndon came in and was like, "You cannot sleep with him. That is not an attractive man. Quit playing yourself." <laughs> he was attractive. Um, <laughs> by the way, that's why he had he had kicking the door. He was a know. beautiful dark skinned brother. He had very high cheekbones. He was he had beautiful teeth. Uh, but Lyndon wasn't having it, and Lyndon was like. Stop. And that's when we all realized, oh, Lyndon likes you. Did you like oh. Lyndon back? No. Oh. That was just the yeah, homie. Dang. And I do so believe that we can be friends. Now I'm embarrassed. I'm not I mean, he, was too, he was too drunk to be he was too drunk to be embarrassed. Uh okay. you know, by the next morning it was like that didn't happen. And we're like, okay. So <laughs> we have you on. It tape. was a time. Well, hit us up, 1855-AMANDA-8, especially if you have any, like, you know, we went from friends to lovers to, you know, life partners type stories. We love a positive story right here at the Amanda Seals Show. So hit me up, 1855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Keep it locked right here. We got more group chat coming up for you. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. All right, now you know how it goes on uh, on this time of show every day. We talk about the word of the day, okay? Mm-hmm. And now tomorrow we're going to quiz Jeremiah and Supreme on if they know these words, if they have retained these words over the course of the week. Because I got to tell y'all, sometimes, you know, well, let's just be real. Supreme has been taking the crown. He's been taking the wait, crown. Wait, wait, wait. He's been Hold taking on. the crown. Hold up. He's been taking the ground. So now this this so this is this is gonna be your week, Jeremiah. Hopefully this is okay. gonna be your week. All right, so the word of the day is loquacious. Okay, now this is what I know because we talked to my teachers earlier and my discovery teacher in like third grade taught us this word. So loquacious means to be like talkative, wordy, someone who's chatty, who speaks a lot. Um so loquacious. Adjective. Loquacious, he is correct. Wordy talkative, tending to talk a great deal. Prone to using more words than necessary when talking. Uh, the doctor, professor, and presidential candidate, Cornell West, is rather loquacious. There's that. All right, what do we got coming up this hour? 
coming up this hour, Amanda, you know, you got to hit us with an I be knowing because you be knowing. Also, we're going to take some more calls. Plus, we got 60 second headlines because it's group chat Thursday, but we got to give y'all a little bit of news to, you know, satisfy your taste, to quench your thirst for knowledge. All right. All right. So I am going to hit you with my I be knowing and it's going to be about Shikari Richardson. So stick around to hear what I be knowing about that situation. All right. We love to hear from you all. Remember to hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. You can follow us on social media at Seals Said It. It's time to listen, laugh and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it is now time for your... I be knowing. All right. Hello, y'all. I be knowing this week is dedicated to Shikari Richardson. So let's talk about this. Okay. So Shikari Richardson, a few years ago, Olympic time, we see what happens. She is mourning the loss of her biological mother and she gets a failing, um, results in her drug test for marijuana and people really were like well she really played herself I mean she she had become a starlet by winning uh by winning her birth into the Olympics and she was very like a, she's a very colorful personality right she had a lot going on in the hair she had the nails like it felt very flojo very reminiscent of flojo and a lot of folks were just really excited to see you know a true like sister sister girl sister girl girl sister a bella noche sister on the on the track winning so when this happened it was a real blow and i think a lot of people uh took it to a whole other limit because they were very much like scolding her Right. There was very much this energy of like, you see, like, this is why we don't let ratchets do shit. This is why we, this is why we knew she shouldn't, she wasn't going to win nothing. She played herself, et cetera, et cetera. I will say that I was somebody who was simply just like, listen, she knew the rule and she broke the rule. So it's, you know, you can't really be upset that there's going to be a repercussion to the rule. And the really frustrating part of this, I know for her was seeing that also uh, there was like a Russian figure skater who in the Winter Olympics had failed a drug test and she was able to go on and compete. And there was a thought process of a lot of, among a lot of people feeling like, okay, well, America didn't fight for her the way that the Russian skaters person had fought for her. What I will say is like the Olympics and the uh, the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics, two different things, two different things. Also, it's like the Olympic Committee, it's not America, it's a whole thing. But what, the biggest point of this, though, is that this week, Shakari Richardson won the world championships, okay? And during that time, last time, there was a lot of talk about people saying, well, she wasn't going to beat the Jamaicans anyway, so I don't know why y'all thought she was even going, you know, go hard in the Olympics. And it was just wild to see how much time people had on their hands to really dog this sister, <laughs> like, publicly, just like paragraphs and dissertations. Yeah. This week, she comes out and she's in the ninth lane, which apparently I didn't know is like a really difficult lane to win in because you're on the outside. And she shocks the world and she wins. She wins uh, with a with a world championship record and becomes the fastest woman in the world. Watching her interviews after was really interesting because we got to see just how much she has grown in this time. And one of the things that she said was, I've seen the world um, turn on me. Because the question that was asked of her was like, how do you feel that now that you've like proven yourself to the world? And I thought that was really poignant because I've been in situations not on the same level as her on the world stage, but where you really felt like, like people were rooting for you. And then once a little crack showed, people were like scrambling through that crack to try and tear you down. And it is so frightening and it is so like shocking because nine times out of 10, that's happening in relation to something that's really happening in your life. So can you imagine for Shikari when her mother passes and then she gets taken, this opportunity gets taken away from her and then the internet is like going at her head. And you know, if you're a young person, the internet going at your head is a whole other net level of things. It was really great just to see her win. It was really great to see this comeback story. It was really great to not just see her come back as an athlete, but to see her come back stronger in her character. You can see that she has a peacefulness and she has a focus that is absolutely necessary, not just on the court. I mean, sorry, not just on the track, but also in this life. Because you think that people are riding with you. You think people are working alongside of you, that they are walking alongside of you. And then next thing you know, they're gone. So you have to be able to walk that road by yourself or you have to, as they say, be able to run your own race. 
So shout out to Shakari Richardson for her success. And we wish her nothing more but for it to continue, not only on the track, but in her heart and in her mind. That's... I be knowing. We'll be right back to The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to The Amanda Seal Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And we've been getting a lot of calls on all our topics this week. And we love when you guys call us. So let's get back to the phone lines, Amanda, at one amanda 8 That's one 262 Listen to the Amanda Seals Show. Who's this? Hey, Amanda, this is Jasmine. I just wanted to say I completely agree with you on the Irv Gotti situation. These old men, these men or creatures of men in general brag about having money, brag about all they have. And then when you have your hand out and ask them, okay, well, let me see. Show me. All of a sudden, these men have amnesia. All of a sudden, they want to act like the girls, like their goods are too good to be touched or used. Like, no, sir. Protect, provide. Isn't that what you brag about? Put your money where your mouth is. And that man is karma. Everything that he is getting is straight karma for the way he did his first wife and for the way he continues to do Ashanti, who is unproblematic as S, doesn't bother anybody and just wanted her own music rights. That's it. So whatever, Irv, do what you feel you need to do. Go hit the gym and start dating your age because trying to keep up with the young girls has you out here looking scary. It has you out here looking sad. You out Mm. bad, my guy. You out real bad. (laughs) I love you, Amanda. I love you, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. I listen to you guys every morning. I'll continue to do so. And thanks for giving Philly some knowledge because it's needed. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. We love giving Philly some knowledge and we love that Philly be giving us some love. Remember, you can call anytime. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn right here on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining us on this group chat Thursday. We covered a lot of stories. Uh, Jeremiah, fill them in. So we, in honor of back to school, we celebrated teachers, of course, reminisced about going back to school. We got a lot of calls, shouting out people's favorite teachers. I love that. Also, dating your friends. We talked about people shooting their shot. You said a man should have your house with flowers. And there was a plot switch. I got to go back to the podcast. Later, plot switch. <laughs> also, you hit us with an I be knowing, shouting out Shakari Richardson. And I gave you a still show superlative because that's what we do on Thursdays. Um, so yeah, that was the show. Go back and check it out. All right, y'all know what to do. Go back and check it out. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328 is the number. Remember, when we say go back and check it out, we literally mean that because you can check out our podcast every day. And if you miss an episode, you can go back to one of those episodes that you missed. All you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, small doses and uh this week the side effects of in amanda we trust is what's going down because i'm telling y'all all about you know the process and the instincts and just the insights behind my new political comedy documentary in amanda we trust which you can get now at in amanda we trust.com do i need to say in amanda we trust again i think so go to in amanda we trust.com support your girl i made something for the people and hopefully the people will support me making it all right now coming up on friday's show is a fun friday you know how we do we got a feel good friday We'll have all the things you learned. We'll have the things I learned this week, the public seals announcement and the black spin. We're also going to keep it positive with black joy stories. Jay-Z has encouraged thousands of people to get library cards. We got to give them props. We got to give them props. Also, we talked about financial literacy earlier today in the group chat and Spellman is working to make sure their students get their finances in order. So we're going to get into all of that. Plus, in the black spin, I'm going to take it back to when we had five mics in the source, okay? And when we were giving people a double XL rating on their albums. So shout out to my folks who was out here in the 2000s and the 90s writing rap reviews to see if they need to go spend that money on that CD. Yes, I said CD. We got all that and more on Friday's The Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.